Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Dangle Me This Hockey Podcast, Episode Three. Rolling and Lance, Lance and Rolling. What's going on, dudes? How's it going, good, brother? Just hanging, trying some Verner's Black Cherry, and it's good. They need to sponsor this episode. This episode brought to you by. Just kidding. Um, we don't have a sponsor. <laughs> Sponsors now, please. Um, Lance, give us a quick rundown on uh, some Twitter and, and Instagram. Yes, yeah, so Stuff that we're going to be dishing out soon. You can follow us on Twitter at Dangle Me This, Instagram at Dangle Me This, TikTok at Dangle Me This. Um, we're going to put up putting out a lot of video content, you know, well manufactured, like historical stuff, news, uh, anything you can think of. There's going to be a lot of content on there. So follow us on our socials. Um, probably not going to make a Facebook. It's 2022. So who uses? <laughs> yeah, sorry to all the Facebook users out there, but follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at Dangle Me This. You'll be getting some fresh content there, and uh, I think you guys are gonna like it. Love it, love it. Injury and player news coming up uh, quick. We got some uh, some big news. Get off with the obituaries. Today. I love yeah. that. <laughs> uh, Robin Leonard out for the season. Man. Our thoughts. Man. Who so, do we think? Uh, <laughs> You know, what do we think is going to happen? Do do they mess with, you know, Logan Thompson and, and restructure? Is it something where they're going to pick up somebody else? Because what are they looking at in uh, in cap space now with, with Leonard and long-term IR? So I believe in cap space. I did the math earlier, and I believe Roland did as well. Um, uh, it gives us about $10.5 in cap space with Nick Hegg still unsigned as of the time of recording. Okay. Um, I don't know what Nick Hegg's contract will come in at. I, if I had to guess, like maybe like a 3 and a half to $4 million AAV for Nick Hegg. But if they can get him to do like a one-year bridge deal, keep him RFA, then it should make more money down the line. And I don't know, free up some of that cap space to either acquire another goalie via trade or my my personal favorite option is the offer sheet option for the Dallas Stars and Jake Ottinger. That would be like the nu- <laughs> the nuclear like holy hell what's going on cuz as Roland stated in our previous episode the contract negotiations with goaltender Jake Ottinger on the Dallas Stars 23 years old killed in the playoffs almost kept him alive through the Calgary series have stalled and he's a restricted free agent and he has no deal currently. And the Dallas Stars have roughly $10 million in cap space. So with and still, they still need to sign Jason Robertson. Yeah. Yep. 47 goal scorer. Am I, is that right? I don't have cap friendly pulled up. I don't know. Let's uh, let's, let's fact check that. I have cap friendly pulled up real quick. First bookmark. Of course, Jason Robertson came in at about 41, 41. 47. Yeah. It was a little generous. Close. But yeah, he's going to be a, a high dollar player coming off of his entry level contract. He's a restricted free agent as well, and I wager he'll take up most of that ten point three million dollars in Dallas Stars cap space. So, mm, if he team. resigns, I think Dallas is going to lose both those guys. Really? Yeah, I think. I don't know. They're, they're going to keep one. I think they're going to. They're I just think so keep one. disappointing every <laughs> year. Like you can't, you can't want to stay there. So. Uh, I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like they're going to keep Jason Robertson. They'd be they'd be silly not to. But most of that cap space is going to get eaten up. So Kelly, it's time to offer sheet Jake Ottinger. Yep, let's do it. And then Robertson can go to go to uh, 
the Red Wings. Detroit, clearly. Yeah, yeah exactly. You, need that. you know Tyler Sagan's just crying up a storm in that locker room. <laughs> Boo hoo. <laughs> oh man. Um, Patch ready. Tore his Achilles. Ugh. Vegas Carolina. won the trade. Okay, won well, trade. I mean, I I mean not really. <laughs> it's a lose lose now. Yeah. It's uh, how it's like how lose. awful is it that like you get the guy that's going to um, bolster that top six, be the go to for scoring because now that Nino Niederreiter is gone to like where do you go Nashville? Was I Nashville? believe so. Yeah, now that now that Nino's gone, Nashville. Yeah, you get yeah you get patches for free. It's like oh great, this is this is what we need. We need that dude with the scoring touch. Hey buddy, you know you know that Achilles. Yeah, that shit's Ugh. gone, bro. <laughs> That's brutal like, too, because I feel like he, like you know, as as disappointing as it was to to be traded like that from Vegas, I think it was might have reinvigorated him, you know, somewhat, and uh, and came out strong with that Carolina team and this, you know, huge, huge setback. Hundred percent. I mean, like whether or not you're playing um, first or second line on that team, it's like you're either getting fed pucks from Sebastian Aho or uh, Marty Natchez on the second line, and it's it's just insane to think that like the season patch already could have had had he stayed healthy is just like it's all, it's only a pipe dream at this point like literally six months so six months from now that's what that would be i'm not i'm not good at mental math hold up listen <laughs> buddy you're not alone i'm garbage at mental math like I had to play a card game called hearthstone just to get better like basic edition i'm 24 yep. years old so <laughs> don't feel bad crazy apparently so that's like what january or something well no six months would be uh march would it no No, february 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 yeah i was counting august as well as part of the rehab but i guess i guess yeah january february ish best case yeah i mean still though that's that's such an awful (laughs) blow to um Carolina and a, and a just publicly humiliating thing to me because I can't I can't name my months you know so you're you've been outed it's only, been a, outed. It's only on yeah. display for the entire world to see uh, now available yeah. on Spotify Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts so uh, thanks mm-hmm. for watching and we'll see you in episode four <laughs> <laughs> Roland's fired yeah, um, speaking of fired uh, Nathan McKinnon let's talk contract extension fellas this is a hot topic there's not. You know, there's nothing solid. There's no, you know, just rumor mill right now. What, um, what, if any, do you think the uh, contract extension will be with, with uh, Nate Mack? So, I mean, I heard the rumor uh, after this season, his contract is up. Obviously, he's making $6.3 million a year, which is criminal underpayment for his abilities and his services. But uh, I believe Roland uh, was talking about this as well. Uh, $13 million plus looking for his next deal. Like a year, $13 million a year would make him yeah. mm-hmm. I think the highest paid player ever, probably. Yeah, so per Adrian Dater, he's a reporter that uh, covers the abs. Uh, quote, unquote, like this is just ripped out of his article is just absolutely that the expectation is that McKinnon will have the highest salary in the league when he signs his next deal. The absolute minimum expectation of a cap hit is 13 million based on my conversation with league sources. So when he's saying that, like his conversations with league sources, it's not an insider telling him like, Oh, Nathan McKinnon is confirmed to be signing for this much. It's all just like, you know, it's all just speculation at this point. They're like, oh, a guy like Nate Mack, yeah, he can fetch that much or whatever. So that's definitely um 
one of the craziest things, but also something crazy is that like I don't think Nathan McKinnon has played a full 82 game season in a hot minute, if I'm not mistaken. 26 so, years old, and he hasn't played an 82 game season in its entirety since 2018-19. We had 99. So points. pre-bubble, yeah. He'll get it. He'll he'll probably he's definitely worth the money. I mean, like he's almost hitting 100 points with ease and he's definitely entering his own i mean 24 points in 20 games against tampa and um the western conference as well there was his whole um 15 points in 10 games in the playoffs last year and 25 points in 15 in the bubble um so that's like pretty crazy uh i'd say he's worth it uh, granted 13 and a half it's a bit steep, like to you anyone. know, it's going to be like eight to ten year. Yeah, exactly. If it's if it's going to be like in like four years when the salary cap goes up exponentially again, because you know we're making revenue again, boys. Um, you know, well, what's thirteen million going to be? Thirteen million is going to be like what like ten or maybe even nine is on the salary cap now. So yeah, that'll oh. be a hundred million. He's going to get the bag though. Yeah, no doubt <laughs> for sure. I remember he like rich his get richer contract, his current contract was like, considered to be a very team friendly deal i don't remember how long ago it was signed but i'm, I'm also pretty sure that he said yeah I, I was like oh i'll take a pay cut to help win well he well, won I mean, so well you won yeah <laughs> yeah it's like it's time to cash in buddy like, yeah agreed just do it well That's you know he'll, he's gonna get it whether it's with the abs or he can go all right i'll go somewhere else so yeah no go oh wait 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 We'll do it. <laughs> yeah. All you know, I'm saying is Nathan McKinnon would look amazing in Bolts Blue. Uh, sorry for our viewers out there that had to uh, <laughs> yeah. endure that. I don't know if you're a little squeamish, but <laughs> get your barf bags ready. Um, recent Speaking transaction news. Yeah, let's talk aisles here. Oh, um, God. <laughs> four oh, man, transactions so logged. Um, you know, rumored to be Bellows, Romanov, Dobson, maybe a cadre signing. Yeah, so um, Kevin Weeks posted to Twitter um, that it's been rumored that the uh, the Isles, about to say Avs, they've got eight, at least four transactions down the line. So apparently, I've been told, or I've been, or I've been informed that uh, Bellows and Romanov are already done. Dobson is still in the works, but I mean, you have eleven million dollars to sign four players, and if you are including Kadri into that four, where are you getting the rest of that money? Because pretty sure Dobson's about to take up like six million of that. This uh, this ties wonderfully back into the Robin Leonard being out for the full season uh, debacle, exactly. because a lot of sources previously have said that Vegas looked at Simeon Varlamov, the starting goaltender on the Islanders, to I don't know, like just go to Vegas and. I don't remember when the timeline was that they were looking at him initially, um, but I that, think it was like three seasons ago when that, Varlamov was like still quote unquote in his prime. Yeah, well, he's thirty four now and makes five million for this next season. Then he's a, uh, an unrestricted free agent. But I don't, I just don't want that as a Vegas fan personally. Like, I don't know if I'm just being a delusional fanboy and thinking like, I, I don't know. Like, I'd rather run Logan Thompson and Laurent Brassois if he's healthy. Um, it would be Logan Thompson and Michael Hutchinson if Laurent Brassois is not healthy, but. Um, I still think the the nuclear option of offer sheet Jake Ottinger is on the table one year, like an absurd amount of money. Hundred <laughs> percent, sure. yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, like, I have the feeling that Vegas is still going to treat it like you know, oh, it's a business. We're going to do whatever we can to win. No and, doubt, I mean, yeah, no yeah. Doubt. Sadly, if it's the best option, I mean, it's like you know, 
they're probably going to go for it, which kind of stings. But, but that, that'll know. free up five million of the Islanders cap, which probably gets a lot of this done. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize that I, 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 I 51 points yeah. last year. <laughs> I have a feeling that that's going to be like the move they make. Varlamov probably goes to the Knights because um they're the team that will desperately need a goalie, and the Isles are sort of like bit. I don't I don't know I don't know how to think about the Isles. Are they like? Do you think they make it back like deep into the playoffs after uh, this off season, or no, are they like no. they're cooked? I'd say they're cooked, no. but like I don't know. It's weird. They have one of the worst prospect pools too, <laughs> aside from like you know Aturati and um. That's really it. That's all I all I can name that's notable. And looking at the goalie stats, actually, it looks like Elias Sorokin is their bonafide starter because he played about 52 games as opposed to Varlamov's 31, it looks like. Yeah. So uh, Varlamov actually makes more money, and Sorokin's on contract for two more years at $4 million. So it seems like Varlamov is the easy easy move, but he's got a 16-team no-trade clause, actually. <laughs> he'll probably he'll probably doubt, be able to go to Vegas. I doubt Vegas is on that 16 team list. Again, could yeah. be a delusional fanboy, yeah. but uh, I don't think they're on that list. Before before we move on to the next team, I just really have to ask, how are the Islanders running out of cap space when they don't even have such like flashy players like aside from Matthew Barzal and um Ryan Pollock and Adam Pollock both being like top four defensemen? Where is the rest of this money going? Um, it's probably like the mafia's bank account. If I had to guess, I don't know. I'm, I'm genuinely convinced. There's there's a lot of people making like five mil, five mil, five mil, four point one six. Like Pajot, Bailey, Palmieri, all making five. Now Parise is on like virtually league minimum. No, he is not virtually league minimum. He is a league minimum. But um, <laughs> they're just getting a nickel and dime to death. They he are. Is. Yeah, it, it all adds up quickly. So the fives, yep. the six, the fours, like those add up very quickly. For like, sure. Have have you heard that one interview where it's like, oh, Lou Lamorello treats his players with like respect or whatever. So it's kind of mm. like no wonder, like, yeah, freaking 32 year old Anders Lee is making seven million dollars for the next four years until he's 36. He is doing that. He is like, has Lou Lamorello respectfully fallen off? I think this team is like the next New York Islander or no, they are the New York Islanders currently. They are the, the New York Islanders. <laughs> I think they're the next, uh, the next Ottawa senators or Being like very Islandery Minnesota wild, like, or even like old school Columbus blue jackets, just like destined for like perpetual mediocrity, which is already kind of where they're at, but like even further, like just like, they're just there. Like people used to call the Minnesota wild, the most boring team in hockey. And I don't think that's the case any longer with players like not Krasov. anymore. And yeah. I think the Islanders, unfortunately, and I'm so sorry to say this, are taking over that crown of just like, I, why am I watching this? I'm sorry. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's my opinion. <laughs> my take. Crazy. Speaking of crazy, welcome back. David Krejci. Yeah, Boston uh, resigns three of their, their uh, you know, free agents with Krejci, Bergeron, and, and Zacha, which is uh, not surprising, but... Talk about a typical Boston fashion. Yeah, welcome back to the boys club. But I mean, talk about what a pay cut Patrice Bergeron took to re-sign with this franchise, man. I mean, this guy could have like easily hit like seven, maybe even like, dare I even say like nine million on the market for being such an excellent two-way forward, even at his age. Like you saw what Pavelski got when he's first signed with Dallas, right? Like, Yeah. The fact that Bergeron was just like, two and a half just to come back and the Bruins like fit everything into their cap space. It says a lot about like how serious they are about like, you know, trying to remain contending and all that stuff. 
I will say that his contract does have the performance bonus of two and a half million dollars if he plays ten games, which will undoubtedly happen. And Bergeron, that, yes, Patrice Bergeron's contract oh is a God, performance yeah. bonus that is contingent upon him playing ten regular season games. And if he meets that performance <clears> bonus, <throat> like I said, which he undoubtedly will, that two point five million dollars he gets as a bonus goes on to next season's cap. Hmm, interesting. Same with Krejci, but I believe his bonus is a different uh, condition that needs to be met. It looks like games played bonus $1 million at 10 games played, 500k at 20 games played, 500k bonus earned for playoff qualifications per cap friendly for all, nice. both of those. And David Krejci has a full no trade clause um, and Patrice Bergeron has a full no movement clause. I'm assuming it's all just like, dare I say, old age security for those guys. Because I mean, like, yeah, no doubt. You don't know how much they have left in the tank. I mean, Bergeron, he could come back again, but no guarantee. Krejci, same story. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, what can you say other than, like, it's good for what it is? Great mm-hmm. signings. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, let's, uh, you know, move on to Vegas with some young blood with uh, Nick Wah signing a five, you know, five by three. Um, looking at a 15 mil contract over the next uh, five years. So solid signing. I like Nick Wah. Really good, um, you know, I don't want to call it depth, but like good top nine signing, good, really good piece. Yeah, I mean, three million just for five years. He's he he can his ceiling can only go up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. And he was acquired in the Eric Holla trade. I uh, from uh, I believe it was our second season or third season when Holla got injured that one year and blew out his knee, and then just got traded immediately after. And I felt bad for him, but uh, <laughs> that was that was maybe a, a red flag of things to come for the future. And I probably should have realized that at the time, but I didn't. So, but yeah, Nick Wall mm-hmm. last season, seventy-eight games played, fifteen goals, twenty-four assists, thirty-nine points with a plus twelve. If that even matters at this point, um, you know that's. Three million a year for five years, no trade protection or anything. I think that's a phenomenal deal. Um, he's always very noticeable when he's out on the ice. Uh, I enjoy watching him play. He fills fills out like that third line uh, winger and sometimes center pretty nicely. So he's pretty versatile. Yeah, yeah pretty solid. Um, and not so important is kind of the last little bit here of uh, you know signings. Uh, Nakis with uh, Carolina. Um, I think I think that's a perfect mil. contract. Yeah, two years at yeah. three because apparently. Um, a lot of the front office tried to move him, but they just couldn't get a package with him. And if they feel like his potential is failing, I have a feeling that like two years is a perfect window and three million is just a perfect like annual value for him. And yeah, he's still so, in RFA when that expires. He's still in RFA, exactly. So they can just keep using it as um like leverage for him. So that's pretty good. And he's been fairly consistent looking at his stats like the last three years, you know, 64 yeah. games, 53, 78, but 36 points, 41 points, 40 points. Uh, yeah, that's pretty consistent. I mean, the, not nothing too much in the playoffs, but the only bad thing that like I've heard about this deal is that a lot of people are concerned about his like defensive play. But I mean, Marty's supposed to be a um, three million dollars. Yeah, playmaking forward. Exactly. And at three million dollars, like where's Casey just play him on line three or, you know. I'm, I'm guessing the original plan was to play him with like Aho and maybe like Pacioretty and then like Svechnikov, or whatever, whatever. But like, I mean, hey, it's like it's a good deal for what it is, especially because he's so young. Cap friendly depth chart has him on the second line right wing, uh, centered by Kakanyemi and the other wingers, Tuvo Teravainen. So that's not a bad line. Yeah. yeah. Pretty solid. And then the, uh, the Red Wings all time goat, 
Joe Lewis, all time, all time great. <laughs> <laughs> Riley Shane signs with the Sabers. Biggest news Yo. Stanley Cup contender. Stanley Cup contender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we also skipped over uh, Lawson Kraus resigning oh, okay. with Arizona. Yeah, well, five I mean, years at four point three. Did we skip over them? I mean, the league's going exactly. over Arizona. They got five thousand people in that bar next next couple years <laughs> at least. You know, they're they're they are a team. So yeah, I've seen more people at Harper's and East Lansing <laughs> on a Friday night. I have a feeling though that like he's a he wanted to stay a, a Coyote because I mean no one no one willingly signs a five year deal to play with Arizona for that long willingly like it, it definitely is a great place to live like I've been to a few Arizona games as an away fan and just even just as like a like a road trip casual go there for fun and growing up and yeah you could you could pay me four point three million to live in Arizona one hundred per year yeah no yeah, doubt not... <laughs> i would do that for a hundred thousand dollars so sign me up. i just i i just have the like the feeling that this contract is the definition of like pov you need to hit the cap floor yeah, i was just gonna say that like oh man like um for sure like great for lawson like you get that bag but for the coyotes what the hell are you thinking man they're just bored we're like we have yeah, money they to are spend bored. It somewhere to get through the arena years um you know moving on to some other news um kind of cool we're talking broadcast now uh kraken they add mr eddie olchek to their crew so leave chicago heads over to seattle to join uh jt brown and and john forslin and could rival my my favorite uh ken daniels mickey redmond Nah. little combo i mean listen i love jt brown john forsland and eddie olchek those are all individually they're phenomenal on their own jt brown's newer at the color commentary game but he's done a fantastic job because i tuned into a lot he's, of seattle games last year great so far absolutely yeah. i mean roland you have some personal experience with him and i've done some video work for uh, him and his wife yeah. as well and they're they were super nice so not a, not a big deal for either of us by the way not a big deal <laughs> um yeah i still think ken daniels and mickey redmond on detroit are the goats um i oh, love yeah, i sure. love dave gosher and shane knighty <clears throat> um i met them coming out of the the t- parking garage one of the games and they sat and talked to me for like 10 15 minutes and they were they were super nice dudes so they they got nice. some some brownie points that night for sure but they were already very good at their job so yeah can't beat ken and mick no, i mean shit mickey's been no, not at all commentating since the 80s 70s I think the set 1970s. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. grew up with him. You grew up with him. I, people before Just us grew insane. up with him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've met him uh, actually at one of the, uh, one of the alumni games uh, your dad put on in, uh, in Plymouth. Oh, no way. <clears throat> I met, I met Gordy and um, I met Gordy signed a puck for me and I met uh, Mickey. So it was pretty That's cool. That's so cool. Awesome. Yeah. Pretty nice. I still have the uh, Gordy Howell puck somehow. Cause it's a crazy side story, but somehow it made it into my fucking hockey bag one night. Oh, no idea how. I don't know if like my girlfriend at the time like put it in there thinking I was gonna use it or something. <laughs> but I grabbed, you know, I was the, I've been the team coach for for however long and had or whatever team cap whatever. But I brought all the pucks. Basically, I'm the puck bitch. Um, and I'm going through my pucks and I grab this puck and I flip it over and there's fucking Gordy House. Man, oh, I go, my. God damn. God, I'd so, flip. Thank God it didn't make it on the ice. Um, I swear, it right into my shoe. Rip, if you would have ripped the <laughs> clapper, man, with that puck, oh, Jesus man. Christ! Oh man, I got a Drew Miller one. I can go throw on the ice, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> you have to pay someone to take. Lance, it off, did you come you with know? me to that? Did you come with me to the the Detroit? 
oh, signing you, day. You know, I, I totally did. It was like Drew Miller, Mike Green. Yeah, man. Tatar. Yeah, I was there, there with you. There were a ton of dudes. Yeah. There a ton of dudes no, I, there. I, have a, I have a signed playoff towel from them. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Hope they do that again. I'd go again. Absolutely. Um. All right, hockey jerseys. No, oh, uh, no yeah. confirmed, you know, new, new uh, branding or anything like that. But tell me what you guys are hearing as far as, um, Roland. you know, the Wilds news and and All some right. of this retro shit. So this is this is my territory. Um, speaking of territory, Minnesota. Um, so per their um, in arena retail store, so the State of Hockey store, posted on Twitter that the jerseys they will be selling uh, beginning this preseason will have the uh, their sponsor patch attached to it, which is all Minnesota Wild Adidas jerseys. The exact tweet says, the Minnesota Wild jerseys we currently have in store do not have the sponsor patch. If you would like to order one, please visit the website. I'm not going to plug it because we're not sponsored by them. All Minnesota Wild Adidas jerseys will have the sponsor patch once preseason begins. That, in my opinion, is a slap in the face to all fans. Agreed. 100%. Like, we're already spending what? Like, if you buy an are- a jersey in arena, like for Vegas, I've probably spent like $300 on a jersey or some just really gnarly number for like an Adidas authentic it's with absurd. a name on the back. And I don't know, like, you then the league just said record revenue so like what's what's really going on here like i know it's just like a small logo in the helmet small logo in the corner of the jersey it's not that big of a deal i don't mind if the players wear them but what the fans are dishing out like in shocking amount of money for for some fabric really uh exactly shouldn't be i don't want to wear an advertisement like that's not hockey culture like that's like keep that shit in like another sport in like europe like they're fine with it like let them do that like that i'm sounding very like american and homery right now but you know what i mean (laughs) like it's no i dude i completely get it i own um two european jerseys i think i have a ZSC Lions jersey that is signed by one of their players. Shout out to Luca from Switzerland for the hookup and a Vecchia Lakers uh, SHL jersey from the Elias Patterson days. Both of them, you know, adverts, they're all sublimated and stuff. Like they're pretty neat jerseys for like what they are or whatever, but at the same time it's like it's a, it's it's an interesting look, but definitely not one I would wear like casually. Like if I was going to a game, absolutely. But like compared to the NHL jerseys, you just like slap those on top of a hoodie. There you go. There's your like outfit for the day. Like I don't want to wear. It's like bad enough I'm sponsoring like already Adidas, the NHL, and a team. That's three logos already on your jersey. Yeah. And then you add a sponsor patch. It's like oh my god, dude, it's insane. Like also keep in mind when we want to purchase a jersey, and let's say like your team makes the Stanley Cup final or there's an anniversary patch or whatever, right? You have to pay extra to add that to your jersey. So it's like $20, $25 more. But like when now you're selling jerseys with the sponsors, like are we going to have to pay to not have it on the jersey? Like uh, I could totally see that. Fucking microtransactions for my my piece of fabric my, yeah microtransactions for a piece of fabric it's so it's just it's such a toxic habit and what concerns me is the fact that the wild are right now the only team that is confirmed to be doing this i am genuinely terrified to figure out how many other franchises will follow suit and it probably will be a whole league-wide i'll just say epidemic of this like disease on fabric like 
respectfully, if I'm buying a jersey, I'm buying it for the team, and that's it. I'm not buying to sponsor your freaking Black Rifle Coffee Company. Not sponsored, by the way. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, if I wanted a dog shit jersey, I'd go buy a soccer jersey. So Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I can always count on Chris with the uh, the good the good takes, but like that, <laughs> you give these people an inch, they'll take a mile. So it it's should have seen it coming. It's brutal. Yeah, it's awful. it'll be interesting to see what happens when you get the new the branding. You know, like we talked, like whether it's mm-hmm. Under Armour or Nike or whoever, if they yeah, say, "Yeah, continue. we're going to keep doing," <clears throat> yeah, sponsorships or I don't, I'm you know, I'm not sure if that's an NHL thing or not, but um, I I think it's interesting. Um, to, interesting to, It'll be dependent on the franchise, I believe, because you know how like every team is different or whatever. Mm, Um, Okay. I think some teams didn't even like have a sponsor like the last two seasons, like the um, the COVID year, the shortened season, like this season. There were still some teams that were like you know, not rocking a sponsor. I think I could be mistaken, but it's all like dependent as to whether or not you want it. They're seeking sponsors. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to take it. We'll sponsor. We'll throw a sponsor on. Yeah, we'll we'll get one. I'll if gladly the NHL wear, can do it. I'll gladly wear a, a dangle me this jersey, just littered with sponsors, like sponsored by like <laughs> Tampax and like I don't know, like Snapple Peach Tea, not sponsored that I'm drinking right now. Icebreakers gum. Like I'm just looking around my room, <laughs> sponsored by the Sony PlayStation Five. Like sponsored listen, by we'll LG, bro. Sponsored right, by Duracell. Dave Portnoy is rolling in his grave right now. Just. <laughs> hearing us plug things that we're not sponsored by but anyways um let's talk uh reverse retro here fellas how do we feel about the uh the leaks oh man it's it's a great time to be a lightning fan the the quote-unquote most fucking ugly jersey in our franchise's (laughs) history is coming back that that's that's what our founders just to match your soul oh buddy like listen once those storm jerseys make their official debuts just the league needs to surrender the Stanley Cup. I'm sorry, those are going to be the sexiest reverse retro jerseys out there on the ice. <laughs> I love the Nordiques. Uh, hopefully, they bring back the, the Nordiques. Oh yeah, I don't. This year, I don't know. It's a little bit interesting because I have a feeling the reverse red last year it was just like let's take a design and like incorporate like you know just the old patterns and stuff, right? I have a feeling that this year the concept of the jersey is going to be like the first like the first alternate jersey or like the first memories of the franchise because um the islanders are rumored to be going with the fishermen which a lot of people have been asking beauty jersey by the way uh maybe it's the one thing that'll save their franchise next season but um the king's one is just god awful the king's one yeah it's it's uh it's like lakers Oh yeah! Oh, that one was oh, that one was the definition. Looks like a soccer jersey, yeah, for sure. Or is that was that the last one from um, uh, previous? Or did they confirm it this time? I don't know. Yeah, I I didn't hear anything about the Kings. Um, this is all from uh, aesthetics. They uh, cover like all the trends in the hockey and everything with like design. Um, the Devils are going with the Kansas City Kansas City Scouts theme. My bad. So that's going to be like a bit of blue, yellow and red i'm assuming it's going to be on white because like those are not new jerseys colors at all in my opinion but um yeah like this is going to be like the first third or like the very like the the very first variation of the jersey in that franchise's history that's what i have the feeling because the oilers 
I don't think they had an alternate logo up until like the 2001 uh, third jersey. You remember like yeah, the that ugly ass little yeah like, the me- comment. The yeah, the meteor. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, Christ. Yeah. I mean, Detroit's are ne- you know Detroit's is going to suck ass, too. Like, you never That's, get a good jersey. It better not be, like, what you, they had next That's last season. Be, oh, my God, yeah. man. D- Detroit, I'm begging you, do something with, like, either the word mark Detroit or do something with the old English D that was on uh, one of the original Winter Classic jerseys. Like, do yeah. bring, something. Bring back the, um, the Winter Classic against, like, you remember the one that they played in Toronto? Yep. Yeah, the, sweet. Um, yep. Yeah, it, the, it, oh, the best. Probably one of the best jerseys of all time, in my opinion. Yeah, I bought one of those. Gen- genuinely, like literally a top top five, in my opinion. I would no buy, uh, if if the abs do come out with the purple, you know, purple uh, jersey with the blue Nordiques oh. um, logo, I'd buy one. 100%. Yeah, because <laughs> last season, I think it was like white with uh, burgundy and blue. Yeah, it was, it was. Yeah, that was nice. Um but continuing on, uh, San Jose is going back to the California Golden Seals. That's cool. And the Canucks are bringing back the lumberjack or classic Canuck look from before their franchise's inception, which is pretty oh, yeah. cool. It could be like that hockey, like yeah. the backwards C or something like that. Yeah, no. Um, the like so far from these leaks, all of these have me hyped except for mm-hmm. the um. Except for the uh, Kansas City one, I'm, yeah. There's some that are always brutal, yeah. <laughs> which you know, it sort of leads me into like hopes and uh, expectations. I mean, we are the bar has been high. Like after the last round of reverse retro, this is the this is the last time we're probably going to get reverse retro unless Adidas comes out of left field this season and is be like, yeah. So for our final season, working with the NHL reverse retro three. But like at that point, what do you do? You've already exhausted all the concepts. Yeah. So well, so we got. We got Winter Classic, which is going to be uh, January second in Fenway Park, Fenway uh, Park, with, with the Bruins and the Pens. So you know they're going to do some dope jerseys for them, hundred percent. Um, and then you got Stadium Series in February uh, in Carolina with the Hurricanes. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, um, it's Canes. Patrick's back. Right? Yeah, Canes and yeah. Caps. That'll be a cool one. Um, so only two outdoor games so far. Yeah, I, personally, uh, I know they can always like throw it in there later, but oh, they're um, classic with the Canadian Heri- probably the heritage, yeah, heritage classic that's like Alberta or and uh, BC. Yeah. But like, I don't think they've, time, though, I, they they don't don't think they've announced that. it yet. Yeah, yeah, it's it's usually it like mid season. Be like, oh, by the way, Winnipeg is playing an outdoor game. Then they don't market it, and then it just like it falls flat, and it's like, damn, the NHL is playing an outdoor game today. Like, it's basically what their marketing does. The um, who was it? Vegas played the. Uh, the abs outdoor yeah that's kind of cool dude <laughs> cool. i mean it was silly kidding. like it, it was, was kind of a, silly it was a spectacle yeah. but it was silly but my god that was you have to admit that was the best looking outdoor game the league has ever had oh, even unreal. if there were no fans like <clears throat> bro playing hockey like in front of a fucking mountain on national tv uh, like holy shit dude <laughs> It's like you just see it in the backgrounds. Oh, and you know, you know what? The best part of that event? Shout out to Dusty R. Gooch. Oh, if you know, man. you know. If you know, if you, you know. know, you know. Oh, if you know. Yeah, but I mean, my hope is with these like event jerseys or in the reverse retro, because it's only going to be worn a handful of times this season, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Please, for the love of God keep your sponsor patches away as far away from this as possible. Do not ruin um, this for the speaking fans. Of, speaking of uh, Jersey sponsors, there is six that have been announced in addition to whatever has been out there right now. Columbus has Safe Flight. 
um, the fucking place that repairs your, Glass your windshield. windshield. <laughs> yeah. uh, Minnesota has Tria, which is a healthcare provider. Pittsburgh has Highmark, uh, which is another healthcare, healthcare. company. Uh, St. Louis has uh, Stifle, which is investment Stifle banking. Yeah. Uh, Vegas has Circo Las Vegas. Which really is a nice casino. Casino, uh, which is, is that new? Yeah, but... Last couple years, I believe, I think it's owned by Derek Stevens, who owns the D Las Vegas. Uh, not oh, sure nice. if he's from Michigan, but I know he's a big hockey guy. I see him at the games all the time. I see him donating a lot of money to like Golden Knights youth hockey programs. I think a million dollars to Golden Knights youth hockey, which was crazy. Wow. Uh, but he's very philanthropic in that regard. You know, he loves hockey. I see him around the that community all the time. Yeah. And Cir- Circus super nice. You know, twenty one and up casino. Got some good restaurants in there. It's nice. Nice. Yeah, I wasn't there last time I was there. Um, and then Washington has Caesar's uh, sports book. Oh, yuck. Are there so you can look for that. Um, all right, let's move on to some uh, some opinion based topics. So, riddle me this, fellas what matchups are becoming more and more exciting to watch? Let's talk flourishing rivalries. Oh man, so I mean, obviously, you know, as a Lightning fan, um, Battle of Florida comes to mind. I mean. It's it's been interesting these last few years. I think we've had the Lightning and the Panthers have had the most like matchups out of like any single franchise like over the last two years. Like we've played Florida how many times that one season when the shortened season where the divisions were completely like screwed. Oh, yeah. We so played brutal. them there, played them in round one. Then the next season, this season, we played them four times played four more times in the playoffs like it was just oh my god like get this franchise out of my face man <laughs> no those two teams are fun a lot of fun to watch because they genuinely hate each other oh absolutely and then like you heard from the matthew kachuk interview he's like oh there's a team in this state that's had too much success so we're planning to change that like can't even name us damn like is that are you really being that pity like that's crazy dude i love that it's it's going to be fun, man. I mean, it's it's been a physical series in, like, every single game. Uh, the Panthers were obviously tired of getting bullied, so they got, like, Sam Bennett, Radko Gudis, um, now Dude, Matthew Gudis Kachuk. Gudis is a freight train. He, I'm pretty sure, like, in the shortened season, he was genuinely, he had, like, the Wayne Gretzky equivalent of hits. <laughs> he really did, man. <laughs> he it's did. Spooky. It was insane. If he was like, on the ice, I'd be like, cool, man. Uh, you go ahead, man. I'm not, I'm not going out there. Yo, bro, I'm staying on the bench. Yeah. Fuck that. No, man. Dump and chase all day. No, I mean, it's it's really fun. It's, That's a it's, good one. That's a good one for sure. It's a, yeah, because, I mean, um, goalies are also coming into, like, um, coming into their own. Vasilevsky obviously continues to be one of, one of if not the best goalies on the planet. Yes, um, it's frustrating. Spence, yeah, Spencer Knight, he's got tons of potential. Um, Bobrovsky, when, when he's on, he's on. Um, he came back a little bit. He, yeah, he came back. Well, he had a bounce back here, but overall, it's it's really balanced and it's a just good for Southern hockey kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I, I love it. I uh, I think uh, VGK in, in Colorado is a is a good upcoming up and coming rivalry. Hundred percent. Personally, I, just. The fact, like we had that, was it last? This no, it was two playoffs ago, right? Yeah, yeah. two yeah, playoffs yeah. ago, where we had that like big upset, where it was Colorado like blowout first game, and then we came back to win, win the series in seven. It was nuts. Yeah, the bubble that was the bubble series, right? Yes, it was. Yeah, the yeah. bubble. Yeah, 
And then I'm pretty sure you matched up against them um, two seasons ago as well, like the shortened season. Yeah, I believe mm. we did. And I think that's when Montreal knocked us out. <laughs> wow, that's so weird. So Montreal yes, knocked us out to go is, to the Stanley yeah. Cup final. Arturi Lekkinen, the, the hero of both Montreal when an, and Colorado. When an Eastern Conference team knocks out a Western Conference team to win the Western Conference <laughs> yeah, trophy. Dude, what the hell? So, <laughs> that, like, that was, it was such a weird season. But I mean, like, NHL did what it could to survive. And, you know, overall, as I mean, as a Lightning fan, I can't complain. But no. I don't know. It was a weird year, but Colorado Vegas, yeah, hundred percent. That's an insane matchup. But every, like talent oozing everywhere. Yeah, I mean, every game I've seen from Colorado Vegas previously has been a very eventually chippy game, both in person or on TV. And mm. you know, there's like you like Roland said, skill everywhere on those teams. People heavy online are underestimating Vegas going into this year. I, I don't I don't see it, man. They're still going to be a good team. Like Pacific's still not that good. Like. Some teams have gotten better, but Vegas, Colorado for sure. Um, Colorado obviously being in the central division, but I still think Vegas and San Jose, even though San Jose is like a rebuilding, just not a great team. Whenever they play each other, there's there's fireworks. Like when Timo, yeah. I believe it was Timo Meyer said before one of before the regular the season game. games. Yeah, I said he was going to yeah. ruin their playoff hopes. And he did. He, he did. He, he's the he one that scored. That. He, he fucking skated by the bench. Like, I think he flexed and plugged his ears or something. Just like the, the greasiest, rattiest celly I've ever seen in my life. I got to respect <laughs> it to an extent. But, you know, listen, I'm, I'm still not a San Jose fan uh, through and through. And You'll have to that, pay me to be a Sharks fan. Give no, me Eric no, Carlson's contract. Yeah, no doubt. But yeah, that even though they're not a con, like a contending team at all anymore, they're dog shit terrible. Uh, yeah. Try to get that one out there. Uh, <laughs> that rivalry is still still alive for sure. Um, Pittsburgh, Washington. I feel like that one's just kind of a given, just based on how many times they faced each other in the playoffs the last yeah. like, six seven years. It's, it's also the like the classic narrative of like Ovi versus Sid, and Mal- yeah, Mal- I feel like Malkin was discounted in that whole rivalry. But I mean, <laughs> for like, sure, now it's like a lot of these guys. I mean, they're entering. I hate to say it, but this is how old we are. Sid, <laughs> Malkin, Tanger. It's getting played Baxter. out. Yeah, it's getting played out. Like these it guys is. are almost done, which is absurd to think about because like yeah. Ovi's still careers. yeah. Ovi's still putting up like 40 goals in his late 30s. Sid is still putting up like over like point a game. Malkin is still great. Latang is also like a just a power play quarterback. Backstrom was awesome and now Backstrom is supposed to miss the season. Gino almost left. Yeah, he might not. Gino it's, almost uh, left it's, Pittsburgh. Like, it's, it's interesting insane. to think of what would have happened with Crosby's numbers had he not in, had so many like crippling injuries. Mm hmm. You know, just bad, bad ones. You know, Ovi yeah. really didn't have much. I think he missed, you know, here and there, or, um, you know, for little stuff. But with Crosby's like concussions or or yeah, um, weird shit that went on. Like he's just such a natural playmaker and and goal scorer and position man. It's it's absolutely insane. He's, I, he's yeah, one of the best like all around forwards for sure. It it really sure. does pain. I think it pains us to easy hall of famer. Like, yeah, easy hall of famer. Like 100%. I'm in pain for uh, 2016 when he beat us in the Eastern Conference Final. Um, what year did he beat the the Wings in the Cup Finals? That 09? Yeah, 09. Well, I mean, we won the year before, so I don't really yeah. care. But... Yeah, I mean, that was that was still like it's it's insane. Like bad, mad respect to that guy. It's it's a hell of a rivalry too. 
I remember sure. the 09 finals, like just I was a child. I was like, what, 12 years old tops and like swearing off Mark Andre Fleury. Like, yeah, fuck this guy. Like, I hate him. Like, the worst goalie ever. <laughs> and then like fast forward. And then he be, yeah, he becomes the goalie of your franchise. I have a, giant, like, I I have a giant Mark Andre Fleury, like canvas art thing on the wall right behind me. So and his jersey. Mm-hmm. So that's life comes at you fast. I got one, too. Of course. A friend of yes, a friend of mine. Um she moved to Pittsburgh like so long ago. She was she was a she still is a huge Marc Andre Fleury fan. And w- yeah, and when the Golden Knights picked him, you know, obviously she was a little bit upset, but she uh flew out for like the you know the whole red carpet thing, the whole team coming in. And Fleury, I think she has a signed jersey, and I think she also got his like signature tatted on her arm which is like oh, the wow. coolest thing to me dedication yeah 100 yeah, percent. so you can imagine like how disgusted she was when he got flipped to chicago like he she was just like i i can't i ju- i genuinely will not me, watch man. hockey i was hoping he retired yeah. i was hoping he just retired right then and <sighs> me there. too yeah Same. yeah we talked yeah. at length about that just how he should just middle fingers up yeah i mean while we're, come back a year of, later. <laughs> while we're on the topic of pittsburgh i mean you might as well bring up um pittsburgh and philly yeah, that was, yeah, that was yeah. a great rivalry. Good rivalry, Still is, for sure. Yeah. I feel like it's um, it's always going to be like the Battle of Pennsylvania, right? But I feel like a lot of the hype was because um, you know, Sid and Giroux, right? They hated each other for a while. There was a lot of beef between them, and then they quashed it for the Olympics, and you know, they won. And I think Sid and Giroux are like you know buddy buddy now, which is which is pretty awesome to see. But um, I don't know. I feel like it's just I feel like the Pennsylvania teams they won't be as good as they once were. I mean, everyone is like sort of regressing. The Flyers are just they're lost, man. And the Penguins, you know, they're they're still doing the right thing here and there, but yeah. They'll age out eventually. They'll age out eventually. And it's gonna For suck because sure. it was almost such a fun rivalry to watch, man. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, we got Toronto versus any first round matchup they face. <laughs> uh big rivalry. True. Um and then we were, uh, Roland and I were kind of piecing this together and, you know, I was telling him, I'm like, it's, it's a bummer. Cause we don't have like the, the go-tos like we used to yeah. with Detroit versus Colorado. Oh, I missed that. I missed I'm like, the oh yeah. Detroit and then Detroit, San Jose, San Jose, Detroit versus, uh, Pittsburgh, Nashville, P- Pittsburgh, Detroit Tr- versus the Flyers. Nashville. I'm like, yeah. all right. So Detroit's in the middle of all of these. Yeah, Are we just, like, I, I was just like old school Detroit versus everybody. It was like, yeah. dude, the, the old days of the evil empire, man. Miss Those it. Those were. I miss it miss dearly. It. Oh, miss it, honestly. Like, it's actually so insane. Like, the Red Wings, I remember, like, even in, like, the twilight days of, like, Zetterberg, Datsuk, or whatever, like, those, the first round against Tampa, Peter Mrazek just being an absolute fucking brick wall in round one, man. Which like, is just hilarious just... to think about. <laughs> <laughs> it's just where, so where funny. he is now where he is now nobody would have thought like everyone was like oh Mrazik's the successor to Jimmy Howard Jimmy Howard stayed longer in Detroit than oh Peter that Mrazik. is so brutal to think about well hey he's getting Chicago Bedard this year so oh exactly hey MVP I don't even want to I haven't heard the name Jimmy Howard in long enough I'm, pre- yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. um, thanks oh for that God. man I'm pretty sure Lance had this thing where he was like Jimmy how did he let that puck in Howard or whatever yeah oh my Jimmy God. how is he so bad word I said all the time. Yeah, but I mean, man, I I don't know if there's going to be anyone that comes as close to like the old school Detroit. I mean, like Tampa is I as much as it pains me to say this Tampa in terms of like regular season dominance and even sometimes playoff performance is 
getting there. Um, uh, I, mean, they, I, they, I would say it. I mean, I hate to say I, it. I, you know, I hate to say it, but it's it's. I mean, they tied the, what the '96 Red Wings were like the greatest regular season record ever. Greatest regular season, yeah. And then you know we don't talk about what happened after, but eventually back to back cups came out of that you know, whole. We thing, don't have the words, like and we know you don't want to hear them. So exactly for the second straight <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'll 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 bump that in every pod somehow, somehow, <laughs> somewhere. Listen, tough love. Yeah, but I mean, like, I don't know. Maybe Tampa's getting there because I mean, we oh, we had that um, checking line of uh, Gord, Goodrow, Coleman, which was just that was the line that played with so much heart. I was like, uh, yeah, sure. I guess like Hagel, Paul, and uh, Colton. I mean, like, it's 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 a young line. You know, they still have time to develop. Maybe not so much Nick Paul, but it's like, you know, those guys, they, they did what they had to do. And, you know, we got it to a Stanley Cup final for the third straight season, which is like absurd to think about in the salary cap era. Like there's so many good teams. That is impressive. Like, I'll, I'll concede that. Like I was genuinely like, I was like, these guys have played so many fucking games these last like three years, the most out of literally anybody. Like, I will be happy if we just do not give the Maple Leafs the satisfaction of making it out of the first round. You know what? Let <laughs> little bro- let little brother make it to the conference final, and then we sweep little brother. Like, all right, I guess we're playing the Rangers. I mean, I don't mind. They are a deserving team. You have this Tampa just deserved it more. Out, yeah, yeah, and it's just like Colorado. Props to them. They were. It's crazy that Colorado was not the best team, but one of the best we faced on our way there. Like, it's just, it's insane, man. I've read something earlier today that they won the cup with the, I think, the worst goaltending performance ever for a cup-winning team. <sighs> yeah. Well, when you score enough, you just need to score one more than the other guy. Yeah. yeah. Hats off to Colorado, man. Hell of a year. Crazy. Um, let's, uh, let's wrap up with some predictions here, fellas. Let's, let's talk who makes the playoffs, you know, and, and dare we, dare we make some jinxing early predictions, uh, to who wins the cup, you know, let's, I can make it easy for us. Let's look at the Eastern conference in the Metro division, you know, Carolina Rangers and Pitt made it this last year, the Atlantic, Florida, Toronto, and Tampa made it with Boston and Washington as the two wildcard teams. Do we see you know, when we look at the Metro, do we see Carolina Rangers and Pittsburgh making it again? I see two of those personally making playoffs. I don't think Pittsburgh will make the playoffs. Like, are, are we talking like guaranteed locks or are we talking like, you know, wildcard inclusive as well? Um, whatever. Um, I mean, honestly, Carolina, even without Patch Ready, I mean, they made it so far without him. I mean, I don't think it'll matter that much. I mean, you have young guys like Svechnikov that are also like stepping into their own, right? So they have time. Time is on their side. Uh, Freddie Anderson, as long as that guy can stay healthy, because last year, man, that was just brutal. Had a perfect season and then just died right before the playoffs. It makes you wonder how far they would have gone if he was healthy. Yeah. Because they had a 116-point season, 54 wins. Like, that's gnarly. That's the craziest to thing lose, was like, lose 20 games is insane. Yeah, the craziest thing too is like Freddie Anderson in Toronto, he wasn't even the problem. Like it wasn't his injuries or whatever. He's never the problem like, in Toronto. Exactly. They always <laughs> they always find a fucking scapegoat. They, they, but they it's find like, a scapegoat and overblow it every time. Yeah. But at the same time, it's also like, you know, Auntie Ronta, Man of Glass, Ben Bishop 3.0, because I'm pretty sure there's like other ones that exist. But like Auntie Ronta, he stepped up when he needed to. And then um the young Russian, Pyotr Kochetkov, when he came in, pretty sure like 
he ended up winning the uh, the Bruins series for him too, which is like it's pretty cool. So I think Carolina and the Rangers are a definite lock. I mean, it's a six point difference, three wins between them from this last season. It's it's anyone's guess to who takes the Metro, but uh, I mean, dare just I look, say it? Yeah, go go for it. Say it. No, no, I, no, never mind. I, you can say it. I, I was, was gonna, gonna say, looking at the point differential, it's. 116, 110, 103, 100. The next closest team in the Metro to Washington, who was a wildcard team at 100 points, was the Islanders at 84. And it's the same story in the Atlantic, where the yeah. second closest team, or the closest team to somebody making the wildcard of the playoffs in general in the Atlantic was Buffalo with 75 points. Down this... below Boston with 107. Dude, I'm not even kidding. I'm pretty sure that this was the first year in like league history or like maybe the first time in like an extreme amount of years that like an entire conference has had each team hit a hundred points for the playoffs it's insane and washington did it just barely losing three straight at the end of the season so brutal like i i don't, I don't see the metro it? even changing really i this kind of the same story with the atlantic i mean the only team i could really see falling out would be Maybe Boston, maybe I don't know. Like, could Ottawa yeah. like have an incredible season? I don't think De Detroit's a fringe team at best. Like, Buffalo's not making it. Montreal's absolutely not making it. So, the thing with Boston is, I mean, they're they have a good group for like what it's worth. I mean, they still have time with like those young guys, those three picks in a row that they botched, right? Oh, so but bad. um, awful man. But it's like, you know. I don't, I don't like if it, it, you see, you've seen their injury report, right? Like these guys have Vegas tier, like Vegas tier levels of injury. So if they start like annoyingly hot, consistent, they're like a cockroach like that just does not die. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. I mean, the Atlantic, the Atlantic is the Atlantic side of the fucking conference in itself, man. Like that's just, it's insane. Uh -huh. man. It's a, it's a gauntlet there. The yeah. fact that like Buffalo started to pick it up near the end of the year. I mean, granted, they finished with a <laughs> negative record, sure, but it's like under Don Granado, this team with the right pieces can go far when they get hot. So, I mean, like a full year of Alex Tuck, a full year of Peyton Krebs, you know, Skinner stays in form, which it's a very big if. Like, they can make some noise. I don't see them making like wild card yet, maybe one more year, but. They're definitely on the right track. Detroit, hey, maybe. Ottawa, hey, maybe. Like, I won't complain. They Ottawa and Detroit are the two most improved teams in that. I mean, Buffalo yes. as well. I mean, Montreal is obviously competing for Bedard. That's no question. But Ottawa, you know, a lot of huge acquisitions. Dabrinka, Giroux, you know, oh. just insane. Um, Detroit, like I said, a, a lot of good, like, two, three, four-year deals. Like, Jarrat, Perron, Kopp, Kubelik, all those guys. Like, that's... Better than what was there. I don't think it's like an immediate like, hey, you're in the playoffs, bud. Especially with that giant point spread between the teams. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I think Buffalo's going to start the season with like a 10 win streak. And for like the 10th year <laughs> in a row, we're, we're going to be like, oh, they're, <laughs> they're on to something. They might do it this year. Okay. Maybe next year. Nope. Maybe. Maybe two years. But yeah, I mean, as long as the Atlantic remains top heavy, like I don't see anything really changing. Mm -hmm. Yep, agreed. Uh, any crazy predictions as to uh, who takes home the cup this year, fellas? Oh, we still got to talk about the West, man. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the West, and I feel like the Pacific's going to be the closest division again. I don't think I saw people. Some people had Vancouver above Vegas in the power rankings. I still don't think that's the case. Uh, I, I don't know if for some reason I just don't buy LA being a playoff team i don't know why you know what i mean like yeah i i don't know why it's something isn't clicking with me when i watch the la kings play that like they're they're contending like they're in it like i don't know like an injury riddled vegas team was one was win one win behind them and yeah. just edged them out so calgary and edmonton also been some shuffling around there i think calgary will still be pretty solid uh most likely will win the division i'd love to see vegas win the division personally but uh, I don't think see, I, Seattle should improve uh, above 60 points quite considerably with the, the additions like Bjorkstrand and Burkowski and those guys. And th- that team should do better than 27, 49 and six. Good. Seattle, God. Yeah. Seattle apparently Brutal. has like the most improved and like the best winger depth in the whole Pacific. And it's actually scary. I mean, what Oliver Bjorkstrand for two thirds. Yeah, I mean Hello? those guys just gotta score. Like Jonas Donskoy like didn't score for shit last year, and it was just like I felt bad. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's the Dave Haxtell effect because I thought the moment they announced that signing over people like Gerard Gallant, no. who were still free agents, which it blew, that blew my mind. So I was like, oh, this team's gonna suck. That's cool. And guess what? At, they were terrible. At, at that point, I would much <laughs> rather have like John Tortorella as my coach, dude. Like anyone but Haxtell. Like there's it's a reason a, he's like just not a good coach. He, he was an assistant on Toronto, and I I watched that um, Amazon series, the All or Nothing Toronto, and Dave Haxtell <clears throat> yeah. was just sitting in the room, like just vibing. I don't know what was. Maybe I just didn't get like the right footage or anything. But he's just he was just <laughs> hanging out, and like Sheldon Keefe was doing all the legwork, like. Uh, no like, thought head empty. That's what it felt like. I don't know. Like again, just it's at heavily edited content, but still, I, I never got to give my favor. Still, it did. Yeah. It really did not. No, never. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like Pacific. It's. I feel like it's gonna be. Um, with regards to the West, obviously Colorado, St. Louis, um, Minnesota as like the third seed. So we'll probably get Minnesota, St. Louis again. Um, Dallas, Dallas is a very big maybe in my opinion. I mean, it all comes down to Ottinger and Robertson, right? Future Golden um, Knight, but future gold, yeah, future some Golden Knights there. But um, Nashville, I mean, that'll be an interesting team for sure. Yeah, uh, if, if you say Soros, so big, mm-hmm. and if you say Soros does not die before the season starts again or the playoffs, um, I mean, you're right about LA. They're they're a funky team to watch, but it's, I don't it know. It doesn't click for me. I don't know how to describe yeah. it. It's just such a gut, like non-analytical brain thing. Like they're just like, how are they just like randomly good overnight? Like there was not a lot of additions, like Philip Deneau, Victor Arvidsson, like Kevin Fiala as of late, I believe. Like I just don't, I don't, I don't see it. I don't Even buy watching it. their games, they look like they suck. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like plus it was three crazy. Goal I remember. For the season. I remember we were like a few weeks away from the playoffs and some something LA. I'm like, LA fucking sucks. They're like the last. I'm like, I'm, I would have bet any money they were in the last league. And you're like, yeah, man, they're uh they just clinched. I'm like, how, get the how fuck on out. earth? How on earth did like Jonathan Quick carry that team with seven game series against the Oilers, man? Like, what the fuck? Benjamin Bro. Button disease. <laughs> Truly. This guy's gonna win the Vezina next year if he keeps playing like that, dude. Hate that. Hate yeah, I'd love to see LA not make the playoffs again. Yeah, I don't know. I feel Vegas makes it over LA, Vancouver sure. maybe, but I think Vegas makes it over LA and Edmonton. I think Calgary's a tough one because they still got Huberto and Uyghur. They might even be a better team this year, but I believe Vegas takes at least second in the Pacific. 
Yeah. Oh, I completely forgot Edmonton signed Jack Campbell, bro. Another that 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 is part of it. But yeah. Talk about another team who is heavily heavily what's the word I'm looking for? Well, what team? Overhyped. I'll give you the word. Oh, overhyped. God, who? Overhyped. God, there's a few. Like, yeah. Disappointing. A waste of money. A lot of them. All right, fellas. I think this will be uh, a good wrap up here for for episode yeah. three. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, maybe we'll talk some fantasy hockey episode four. Ooh, getting close. Got less than. Less than four weeks. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Exciting when the regular the season starts. So, so what, we'll, you, what you're saying is uh, dangle me this fantasy league? Maybe. $200 buy-in. Tap in. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right, fellas. Till next time.